Hey guys, it's Bobby Roast Beef, and you're tuned in to the uh, 10 Second Podcast. We've got an amazing episode this week. Uh, we're going to talk about what goes down with uh, handling players at your game. Uh, we're also going to talk about what we've been working on the past couple of weeks. We've been actually pretty busy putting in some time. And uh, with the big issue we're going to talk about is Wi-Fi interference. Yeah, this episode is the one where they talk about Wi-Fi interference. Uh, that and much more coming up on uh, this episode of the 10 Second Podcast. Yeah, well, here we are, Bill Adams and myself. I'm Bobby Roast Beef, guys. Bill, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Relax for this Labor Day weekend, I hope. Yeah, nice God, long weekend. Jealous. I'm looking forward to it, man. You just got back from the chiropractor, so you're all like, you know, chill. I like that. Oh, yeah. Lounging. Nice. You make yourself a nice little green tea, put on your favorite robe, and get ready to create long-form speed quizzing trivia podcast goodness right here. I like it. Oh, that took a turn. <laughs> that took a turn. Bill, oh, yeah. what have you been up to over the last couple of weeks as far as your your events and your, your games? Anything interesting? Um, Not a whole ton. I mean, everything's yep. been kind of running around. We've... I've been testing a few other little updates on things, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing really crazy besides, you know, the triple uh, host trying to complain. I'm not host. <laughs> Players trying to argue that you're wrong, and yeah, and, you had and, a, a and post. Then they, uh, they get then they get proven wrong. Yeah. So you, you had a post this uh, in in the break between episodes here. You put up on was it the U.S. group about um, or maybe it was the Speed Quiz SQ Pro group where where you had mentioned a player had given you a hard time about a question and they were ultimately wrong. You know. Um, yeah, I mean it was all in the wording of the question, but yeah, yeah people like to like um, they just like to. I don't know what's the word. I don't know what to say. Um, I think I think it's and maybe it's because we're New Englanders and we kind of understand this. I don't know if if other hosts in other parts of the country necessarily deal with this, but um, lots of times, like New Englanders, can be pretty hard headed and stubborn, and uh, lots of times they just want to argue, you know, or you'll call them on a technicality of of what was in the question, and, and you know, I find that that the regulars that are there all the time and think logically or just like okay cool i get it i miss that that's fine then there's other folks that are just like they're just there to have drinks and throw drinks in them they don't give a shit about the game or anything like that mm-hmm. and they get a hair across their ass about a question and then it's just like yeah but still i mean come on and i've i've said to people before i'm like it do you just want 10 points because like i just want to stop talking to you Correct. And then and I never I've add had, the points. I've had that a few times, too. Yeah. 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 Like, All right. Cool. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'll um, tell you what. Will, will it shut you up if I give you 10 points? And they're like, yeah, they feel like they pulled a fast one, but ultimately those points never show up. Um, you know, I, I actually I had a guy. Um, I deal with this in a lot of weird situations when it comes to dealing with uh, being interrupted. I'll tell you, if if I have a pet peeve when I'm hosting a game, and I don't know if any of our other hosts that are listening maybe can understand this, but my biggest pet peeve is when somebody interrupts me when I'm in a round. So I've posted about this in the groups before about how I have what I call a bitch tax. If somebody wants to complain about a question or my pronunciation of something or the shirt that I'm wearing or whatever it might be, I deduct 20 points from their score. And I treat them in the same fashion that like a comedian would treat a heckler. Like you've got to go to 11. And I lay right into them and just just it shuts them down immediately. More times than not, they come over and apologize afterwards. But you got to go hard with these guys because they will if they think they can pull one over on you, they're always going to try. And it's never going to end. So you got to you got to nip that in the bud quick. So I, I came up with the 20 point uh, penalty. But I had a, a player once who who approached me and he played a lot and uh he he approached me about an issue um and i saw him in his seat like just stirring over this like i knew it was gonna be a problem and um they had answered a question correctly and i i had marked it incorrect and they were complaining about like that the mistake that i had made but uh i had you know and, and you know right to do so because i did i I messed up i hit the wrong button and i i I was planning on fixing it anyway but 
as I'm going to the break in between, I play about 10 minutes of music in between rounds. I was going to the break and I still had the mic in my hand and it was open. And for me, that's like if I'm holding the mic and it's live and you interrupt me, regardless of what I'm doing, you know, I had just finished reading the scores. I'm You're going to get the bitch tax like it's just going to happen. Well, this guy got all in my face about it. It was ridiculous. I haven't seen him back in a game, and that's fine. In fact, I think some other players are kind of relieved because he was sort of a pain in the ass. But it was one of those things where it's like you got you to gotta nip it in the bud with these uh, these players that that try to like run all over you, and that was that was his point actually. He was just like, "Oh, come on, Bobby, you can't deduct twenty points." He's like, "Oh, and I, and and I told him, I said to him, I said, "Listen, man, you've played this game before, and you've had the bitch tax before. You know how it goes." He goes, "But you weren't reading a question. You were just finished the scores." And I said, "The mic was still in my hand, man." And there's something uh, another player had had told me after the fact because I was. I was at 11. I was ready to bring this guy outside and just finish him off. Like, done mm-hmm. deal. You're you're done. Like, you're out of here. And I had uh, I had reached out to uh, one uh, another player after the game, and uh, they they said, you know, they had pulled this guy aside and they said, listen, do you know? Do you understand why Bobby has to have that rule? Because it's almost like. The, a coach of like I think he said, "Have you ever seen an NBA playoff game? You know, and the coach coaches are going nuts, and then the the official, the ref, will just pull a technical you know foul on them, and you know, it it costs them you know ultimately. So he goes, the reason why that's there, and, and coaches and refs like oftentimes are like peers." You know, mm-hmm. they're like the same kind of group of people and they 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 communicate with with one another. And I guess there was a specific situation where he said such and such a coach and such and such official had this conversation and uh, it came up where one of them was just like, yeah, why is it that you hand out the a technical on on, you know, with these situations? And they're like, if that official doesn't maintain control of the game, the entire thing goes to hell. So it's that's that's why like it's important like you can't let these guys just run all over you you gotta you gotta keep control of your of your game and you know remember you're running the show and I think that goes to the next point mm-hmm. which is be a host you know we've talked about right. that before Bill like be a host you're hosting a game you know things aren't always going to go perfectly you might have situations that are weird you know something might come up that might interrupt your flow you've got to be able to like calculate and make a move to keep everybody engaged that's what they've hired you to do is to engage them you know and provide Mm -hmm. entertainment so you've got to be able to figure something out and part of that is having a backup plan we're going to talk about that in a minute um actually let's let's bring that up now a backup plan we had uh someone reach out to us recently asking about uh i'm trying to you know asking about they had some technical issues and they used a a phrase that i'm glad that they put into my head it was creating a list of contingencies if something goes wrong what's the b plan what's the c plan you know if something happens because at the end of the day you know We've had it before where we've had somebody call and they they couldn't do their game because they didn't bring the the plug for their laptop and the battery wouldn't make it through the whole game. Well, I mean, that's not a speed quizzing problem. That's yeah, that's a you know what I mean? Well, that's like that's why I was trying to explain. I think we talked about a little bit the last uh, one we were talking about, like where I was like, know the system and how to change something if you have to. So like I said, Say you're in that situation and it's you're trying to move your activation to another computer and you can't get a hold of us or something like that. This is why you probably shouldn't do it very often. Yeah. Because if you hit a certain amount, it locks you out. Um, what you should be doing is just canceling the activation. Yep. And then rebooking it because right now you can't book for another computer because that account already has a booking on another computer. Exactly. So cancel it, rebook it. And then if there was a major issue, just email us or, or for the next day, text yeah. us, call us, whatever you want to do. And we'll, uh, there hasn't been a time we haven't made it right if you couldn't do something, but yep. we just need explanations. So just know the system. I mean, don't panic and sit there and freak out because you can't change it when you literally had a way to do it. You just need to, rem- you, those are the steps you should probably know that, yeah. oh, if this ever happens, I can do it. And then I just have to – it's just a day or two before you get your credits back. So it's not that much of a big deal, but it's like – but if the players see you losing it, 
they are going to wonder if they're in control or you are in control. Exactly. And the same thing happens a lot with like um, uh, multi ops, and they just when when they they just send guys out to work, and yep. it's just like, but your hosts have to feel like they're in charge too. So don't let them say stuff like, "Well, my boss doesn't let me do this." Have them say things like, "Well, this is how we do it." Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's a good point too. Like when it comes to multi ops, if nothing else. If you have a host that's a regular host in an establishment, you need to build them up so that they understand that that is their show. Mm -hmm. That's their show. They're not there providing a service. They're not there, you know, they're not the fluffer to the, uh, you know, to the entertainment uh, that that's coming up. There's nobody showing up after them. They are the entertainment for that night and they got to deliver and they got to own it. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is is really is owning it, you know, owning the entertainment value and your ability to be entertaining and engaging while you're mm-hmm. hosting a game, but also owning the, it on a technical side, too, you know, and like, you know, take five minutes and go through your your laptop and understand the machine that you're working with, you know, um, Let's just get right into it, guys. We're, we're going to talk about Wi-Fi interference specifically here, but there's a couple of, of elements that kind of come into play here. And one of the things that I want to point out regarding Wi-Fi interference has to do with the components. So on a technical level, like, you know, with the components, understanding your components and understanding the relationship they have together uh, is going to help you, one, manage any kind of an issue that you might potentially have and being able to troubleshoot it correctly. But two, it's going to build your own confidence in what you're doing. And guess what? That confidence exudes in the performance you're going to give the people that are there in your your circle that are there for your event, your show. So mm-hmm. knowing all that stuff is huge. And I mean, you know, let's start with the connection point. I think that's a major, major, major point here. The connection point that makes speed quizzing possible is the hub. It's the router. That little box is way more powerful than anybody seems to give it credit for. Mm-hmm. It really right. is. You know, um, there's a million people that are that that immediately think like, Oh, that's it. That's it. That's all you need. Well, I, you know, I wonder, like, what is up with some of these hosts that are like, I gotta, I gotta have a giant wall wart to plug this thing in. Otherwise, I'm not gonna believe it's gonna work properly. Or is there a bigger router? I need bigger this. You know, mm-hmm. like, don't make the SQ hub out to be like a smart car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a fucking I, I, forerunner. <laughs> yeah. I, it, it's and maybe small and may whatever, but we've given the tools to the yes. reason why we designed a router or figure out a router for us is so that we're trying to eliminate 99% of the issues that happen with household products or bar venues. Stuff. Yeah. You don't have access to any of that stuff. You can't change channels. Really? You can't change really? this. You can't do that. This, it just creates a better situation. It's for a baseline. You, we can go and we can go. Oh, yeah. So try this. Yep. Because if we let everyone do their own thing and everyone called in every time, like, hey, I'm having problems with this. Well, what type of router is it? What's the model? What's the make? Well, what's now, their IP address to log into? What's this, that, the other thing? And it's, and it's we're, we're doing 97 steps. That's that's in, 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 in what, what, what Bill is talking about right here, and he's, he's going around it in a wordy sort of way, is that our router – our hub is just as powerful as pretty much anything that you're going to get out there, uh, has the reach of pretty much anything that you're going to find, and it gives us a baseline. And that's what's important. We need to know what you're working with. you know. So we ask a lot of questions about the technical side of things. And, and the first one that we usually ask is, what router are you using? So that way we know what you're dealing with, what the, the any limitations are. If you're using a yellow router and you're trying to connect 140 teams, we're going to shake our head like, OK, we think we know where we might want to look, um, you know, and the, the router is just a connection point. And the beauty about it is, is that that it does. It has one job to do. It does it very, very well if you use it the right way. And right. what that means is connecting via one of the Ethernet ports to your laptop. You, you got to be wired to this in order to get it to work uh, at, at peak levels, at peak performance. If you connect to it wirelessly, that's a great backup plan. 
You know, you can get by in a game situation, but if you're doing a $2,500 corporate event for Coca-Cola and, you know, you're making a ton of money doing this quiz for them and you have a cable that drops out, do you want to make your backup plan connecting to it wirelessly or do you just want to carry another cable? Correct. I mean, those are all things you should have in your, you should have, these are all things you should have in your backup. Yeah. Backups Uh, are important, you know, on a technical level. Yeah. And on a plan level. Correct. And when I guess it comes down to also learning how to uh, on like the host side. Yeah. Troubleshoot a little bit. Learn how to troubleshoot a little bit. Like change one thing and see if anything changes. You can't change six things and then trying to figure out which one was the thing that fixed it. Exactly. Because the other five could have made it worse. Correct. You know, you you just don't know. So you have to go a step at a time. Um, you know, so so that's we're starting with that component there. Like this is it. This is the device that allows your players devices or the ones you supply them, if that's what you do, in order to talk to your SQ software that is on your laptop. Obviously, what we need is a, 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 a an Ethernet cable to connect it for the, the network connection, but we also have to power it the right way. And while this does have a micro USB in order to power it, uh, it is not your best move to take a USB port from your laptop and connect it. It is much better for you to pretty much use any, uh, you know, um, third-party uh, cell phone charger, a brick, if you will, and plug that into a, a, an available outlet and power your device that way. If you need remote power, you can use a, uh, a USB charging battery, you know, uh, just make sure you're charged up. That comes down to that's part of your responsibility in all this stuff, too. If that's how yeah. you're going to do it, you got to, you got to, you know, you got to go into, you can't say, oh, my battery died. You know, I, my, my game couldn't happen. You know, <laughs> give me my credits right. back. That's not going to fly, <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, but also like the same thing you just said about yeah. powering it correctly, because it, we have every once in a while, we'll have one host say, well, I've been doing it the same way for four years. Yep. And I go, well, that's, that's great that you have it working for you, but not everyone's laptops are the same way. Exactly. Some laptops do not power constantly. Some don't even send power out of certain USB ports. Yeah. It may have enough to keep it going, but it's not enough to actually like power the hub all the way. Yeah. So that and some of them turn off if they know it's not using power. Yep. Or I had the same thing years ago with an Ethernet port that had a safety feature. I remember on that was literally turning itself off because it didn't have internet. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to go back and work backwards to basically find yeah. that feature and then allow find out to why make it was sure. shutting itself off. Yeah. And it was, is it painstaking? Yeah. And does it take like going to Google? Uh Uh-huh. That's what you need to do. Um, So we've got the router. We've got the connection stuff. I think the next biggest component is your laptop. And I say that because it is your laptop. It's not a piece of equipment that speed quizzing is managing. Uh, I want to throw this out there, guys. Um, I was looking because I just was curious uh, how many games I had hosted on speed quizzing from the beginning. And uh, I stumbled on my uh, on my host profile where it keeps a count there. And it it told me the the number of games. Um, And uh, I found this this little number on this counter that shows up here. And it says events in the past seven days is just under fourteen hundred. So in uh, essentially there are. 200 events a day every single week going on 200 events and bill how many phone calls do you think we generally get on a weekly basis on a weekly basis four five four or five plus text messages plus emails yeah text messages and emails lots of times although those people cross over you know what i mean but for individuals let's say half a dozen people reach out if half a dozen people reach out with some kind of a technical issue or, or glitch or something on their end, and there were, oh, I don't know, like over a thousand that were fine, again, troubleshooting, you have to look at the niche. A lot of folks are quick to say, it's the software. I updated. Holy shit. But it's not. Yep. There's not so always. many games. I mean, sometimes there yeah, are little some, situations that happen. Sometimes there's bugs that need to be worked out, and that's going to happen when you have something that's brand new that kind of needs to get kind of worked out a little bit, you know? But right. like when you look at the big picture, these are 
tiny little instances where people are having issues compared to, you know, in, 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 in a regular day, you've got a couple hundred event, of events. You're talking like 2% maybe have a hiccup along the way. And the vast majority of those issues that come up have to do with two things, Wi-Fi interference, which we're going to talk to talk more in depth about later. And then the second one is just your laptop not being configured the right way. Most times that's part of the issue. You know, um, Windows users seem to take the brunt of this. Unfortunately, yeah. it, it's it's kind of just the the cross that you bear. Uh, it, it it's a challenge. You know, you make an update to the software, and there's things that you we're we're wrestling with people all the time talking about. You know, allowing things through firewall and such, and and you know, well, the, yeah, it's it's the same thing with all of them. Every yeah. single time, every, we're we're dealing with multiple devices: laptops, tablets, computers. I mean, um, yeah phones and they're all doing their own little tweaks yep. and sending out updates so we're constantly playing catch up in a way yeah playing catch well we're kind of fixing things and uh which is the newest things are you know like the data uh, turning data off never yep. used to be a major thing until the last couple of years mm -hmm. with your apple um, devices needing to now allow connections to local networks uh, that's been only within the last two years that it's 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 been an issue and it has to do with an iOS update. I mean, it's just it's it's one of those little things that we kind of have to deal with. But Correct. in terms of your laptop, I would, um, you know, take take the time to really, you know, test out what you're using in a facility that you're comfortable with. So if you've been doing events in a room where you haven't had Wi-Fi interference or anything like that, maybe take your setup down there and, you know, test some things with a handful of devices. Maybe do another demo game with the staff and, and get them up to speed, any new hires. I know there isn't a single bar or restaurant that doesn't have brand new people working there over the last couple of years. It's insane the amount of new folks that are coming through. So, you know, take advantage of that. Use that as an opportunity to test out your system. The things that you need to be concerned with, with the speed quizzing software, really, if you're connected the right way and you've configured your firewall, uh, you know, properly and you're using your router and connecting it the right way, generally, you're okay. If you see that green router icon, you're generally okay. As long as you're sure that that's the situation, and if again, if you're using Windows and your firewall is configured the right way, you're 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 about about ninety eight percent there. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, you're really close. Um, next connection point, your player's devices, like that's part of the chain. So Correct. part of this comes into when you're dealing with you know one device that's dropping off or disconnecting or not returning the answer correctly or, or something like that. You know, I like to use this analogy all the time. If you're in Central Park in New York and you hear galloping, do you look around for a zebra? You look around for a horse. So you've got to think about what's most likely, you know? Correct. If there's only one device that's dropping off or giving you a hard time, uh, then consider what's going on with that device. Start with a reset. Put it in, in flight mode and then reconnect on, uh, on, on Wi-Fi. And you'll find that you'll be able to do the detective work to figure out what's going on there. Sometimes it could just be the phone having third-party VPN software. You or know? anything. It could yeah. be something in the background. Closing things make a yeah. huge difference. Yep. Restarting the, so the router. I mean the router. The the phone is a major one. Some yeah. of these people, like I said, haven't turned their phone off in six months. Yeah, since they've and like, gotten they, the new phone. Or they phone. don't close yeah. any apps. Like I've I've picked up a lady's phone, and she's like, it's just being weird. And then I've opened up her browser mm -hmm. on her phone, and, it's got like and it had windows. 99 tabs open. Yeah. And you're like, do I you go, need all these? I go, have you been reading all of these? Because uh, uh, these are these are probably – have you ever noticed that your internet's probably slow when you're on your phone? Probably because all of these pages are looking for data at the same time. Yeah, they're all trying to refresh. So, I mean, it's all things like that. Yeah. And um, we were talking about connections. Another big one that a lot of people forget to look at yep. is say you do have a laptop that doesn't have the Ethernet port and you're using adapters. Yeah. Those adapters have drivers. And sometimes the drivers fail or sometimes the drivers need to be updated because something changed in Windows yeah. or Mac. So checking those drivers for updates makes a huge difference, too, because you're now using a third-party part between everything yeah. 
to try and adjust uh, to try and get the Ethernet to the laptop. Yeah. So if that drive is not working correctly, it's just like you need a driver for your printer. If you don't have the correct driver and it's not working correctly, you're going to have issues exactly. across the board. And but like like you said, with one device, yeah. Stop! Uh, don't jump to the conclusion that it's the software or the router. Yeah, or the router. I yeah. go if it's one device, ninety-nine percent of the time it's the device. Exactly. There exactly. is a part that a lot of people don't use in SQ. Mm-hmm. It's in the settings. Um, I'm opening mine up right now just so I can pull it up. And remember exactly. Go to preferences in your software, and drop down to device signal monitor in the list now this will change your devices on your computer to have dots it'll be like a gray dot if it's okay it'll go red or amber amber is like not bad but red means something's going on and you'd be surprised to see what's going on with some of these these phones or the tablets you can tell before they're going to drop if they're going to drop yeah so it's a good thing to have because you can go all right well they're the ones like a quick red blip is nothing. Yeah, that's it's nothing. Sometimes these ones, these ones will stay red for a while, or something will happen, or little things like that. And those are the ones you should be looking at, and they'll actually tell you an idea of like what's happening in your in your universe of the game. Now, in new app being updated is a major issue, not a major issue, but is a major thing for some people too. Some people are four or five app versions back, and that does yep. cause an issue. Yeah. Now we've pretty much deleted a few things that would fix some of those issues on some of the new apps so like that if you're on the newest app it should be giving you the best version at the moment but i think we were talking about john's been working on it well john just got our our dev guy he's um just got married yesterday so mm-hmm. he will be uh congratulations out of for, a week, for a while but there will be in the bottom when you're click on a team name there's a bottom box that normally tells you what router they're on yep. uh what kind of iOS they're running and their signal strength. I'm 99% sure we talked about it. He's been working on it. There will be a new feature in there that has like what version of the app they're on. Yes. So that, so that you can know, all right, well, this guy is way backdated or they're four or five versions back. You can say, Hey, let's update this. Cause maybe this is the issue. Exactly. And so that's another thing to think about when you're going through. Sorry. I, I kind of, Oh, no worries, in. man. No worries. I I think that that that's that's a, a huge feature to to figure out. But you know, we we see it firsthand where people will reach out and they'll say to us, "Hey, you know, there's this event, you know, or or I did this event, and you know, teams are just dropping off like crazy." And and I usually ask, I was like, "Well, what's the ratio? How many did you have in total, and how many of them were dropping off?" And if it's you know one or two, or even even three or four, but you had like thirty or forty teams, that's not an issue where you need to you need to think about those individual devices what's going on with them and and part of that just means like taking stock and understanding like with certain iOS or with certain OSs I should say when with Android like oh that's right when Android device users connect uh, they get a pop up saying that there's no network available on that Wi-Fi network and that you know uh, they they have the option to stay connected or or use cellular or whatever and you need to you know have like just have an understanding of what that is it is part of your job as a speed quizzing host to kind of have an idea of what this technology is like you know and have some understanding um, um, you know, going and saying, like, I haven't used uh, a, an Android device in years now. Uh, it's been quite some time. And, you know, I still try to keep as up to date as possible with knowing what the nuances are of the updates on on certain, you know, uh, upgrade updates that they have. You know, if this, there's a brand new version, I try to stay up to date with what's going on. Is there a certain place that I'm going to find this information? No. Uh, I just kind of have this ongoing dialogue with the players that have been playing for years and use these devices. You know, I, I mentioned at an event, you know, when they're playing, I'm like, you guys are Android players. Do me a favor. Keep me updated when you update your your operating system or when you get a new phone or something like that. Let me know about it so that way I can ask you some questions and then I get an idea of what things are like. And pay attention to the, to the problems that somebody might be having connecting and understand that, okay, they might have just updated. That might be part of the issue. Or maybe their speed quizzing app isn't updated, something along those lines. So the point I think that we're really trying to make here is that sometimes you got to put a little bit of the onus 
focus on the issues are on these these handheld devices that get treated like garbage by the general public yeah. Correct. <laughs> and, and often ignored um, as far as taking care of them anyway. So that's something that you're definitely going to want to keep in mind and think about regularly. Um, as far as components go. Then you've got the actual components, the showbiz components of all this, not just the quizzing and the and the and the functioning of, of of running the game, but we're talking about your PA, your microphones, your speakers, all that stuff that goes together, you know, to make that that stuff happen. Are you using any kind of lighting in your show? Are you using any kind of screens that you're bringing in? And knowing how these things work together, and practice makes perfect with all of this stuff. And uh, yep. when, when it comes to Wi-Fi interference, that can get in the way too. It really can. If you're using wireless technology to connect your speakers to your mixer or you're using wireless technology for your microphone, uh, you want to be very weary of anything that you're using that's in the 2.4 gigahertz band. And right. uh, all that information is going to be on whatever labels you have on your equipment. Um, or if you can't find it on the actual equipment itself, just Google it and look at the specs. And you'll find mm -hmm. it in there, what those bands are. That is going to be absolute chaos for your speed quizzing event if you're using a 2.4 gigahertz microphone or, or wireless speakers or something like that. It's going to be absolutely bananas. So you got to be careful. Um, right. As far and, uh, yeah, anything, everything has Wi-Fi in it now. <laughs> everything. Almost every device has some type of Wi-Fi connectivity. When refrigerators started coming out with it, that's when you had to start thinking like, okay, Correct. this is something to keep in mind. Um, as far well, like as some, sometimes like just to bring up an aspect here. Yep. Sometimes at these venues, people are like, well, they have, a, I'm looking, I see a lot of Wi-Fi. Um, sometimes you don't see hidden Wi-Fi. Plus, some of these venues have, since we're in the 20, we've come out of 2020, things have changed. And a lot of venues yeah. have changed to things like sky tabs and things like that, which are wireless units for them to take orders. Mm -hmm. So now that's, now you've got a venue that just put another device in there, plus all the little handheld devices. Yep. They're all using Wi-Fi. So these are all things that you, you got to kind of work around yeah. to see what's happening i mean we're not saying it's not doable no we're just it's saying doable. That you have to know that there are other things in the world yep. and i've said it since day one and i'll say it again wi-fi is not magic yeah it's not magic it's definitely not magic i think does that kind of encapsulate all of the individual components that make speed quizzing yeah. happen I think that kind of does a pretty good job. So, so guys, that's you kind of know, like th these. Are, this is how things work. Um, the, I think the next thing that we need to talk about are like some common fail points and general culprits of challenging Wi-Fi situations, and and what we're just talking about here, like the equipment, that two point four gigahertz stuff. Like, it's not just your PA. It could be lighting in the facility. It could be that they're using wireless speakers for their own PA. It's, it, you know, these are things that you might ask the question to the management there, and they may not have an answer for you. Right. You might need to do some digging over there and figure it out. But other culprits can be, you know, I've had a situation at a venue before, and I've, I've spoken about it at length, a broken microwave. You know, if they're running a printer in the office, that's got a Wi-Fi network attached to it. So Wi-Fi interference can be seen, and a lot of the you know the the fail issues that you're going to run into are going to be a, a major one is the channel that you're on. Um, Correct. That's going to be a major, major, major player here. And as far as you know, moving into like how to deal with that. If there's one thing, and speed quizzing never officially says this necessarily, but I can't stress it enough that knowing even half of the picture is better than knowing nothing uh, and yep. it can help you kind of lie things out. I think if you're hosting this game, you truly need to put a Wi-Fi analyzer, one, either on your mobile device or if not in both places, I definitely think you should put it on your laptop. Uh, Windows has one available in the the Windows, uh, the Microsoft App Store that you can get. It is free. And then uh, Apple now has one that is free as well that you can grab. I think it's called I Analyze Wi-Fi. You can you can grab that for free and uh, and check it out. And basically, what it does is it shows you a map of the spectrum 
of the Wi-Fi channels from channel one to channel 11. And then it shows a signal strength meter. It's basically just a graph and it will show with the network names. Notice it's networks. This isn't going to show you that broken microwave and it's not going to show you that that uh, wireless microphone or whatever that might be running. That is frequency interference, not a network. That's different. Okay. Right. Uh, but what you can do is look at this and it will be very obvious what what little peak you're looking at that your uh, your Wi-Fi network is. First off, you'll see it named, but it's also, if you're right next to the router, it's going to be the one that's standing up the highest. And what you'll see, if you just watch that Wi-Fi router, you'll see that these channels occasionally will, ch will jump. They'll change from one channel to another. And what they're doing is they're cycling through. It's, it's basically a, a setting that the routers are set up for where it's, it's auto, and it's going from the one end of the spectrum to the middle to the opposite end of the spectrum and then back through all the way through that. So sometimes for you, it might make more sense to put yourself uh, and, and our router does not run on auto. You set it and forget it. It stays right. in that channel. Uh, it might be better for you to move that channel manually to a spot in between in between the cracks. So there's a couple of ways that you can change channels. Okay. There is uh, a channel uh, button that has a sticker. It's right next to the USB import um, that you would see on the side of your router. If you tap it, right, just tap it while it's connected to power, it will change from one preset to the next. So if it's on channel one, it'll go to channel six. If it's on channel six, it'll go to channel 11. If it's on channel 11, it'll go to channel one. And it will continue to cycle through that. It takes about 30 to 60 seconds for that to happen. You'll Correct. see it, it. It will take a minute. And yes, uh, uh, an opportune time to do this is in between rounds. Even if you have to end the round and pick up where you were after the fact, it is better to do this in between rounds because you can ask your players to simply uh, close the app and re reopen it and then reconnect. They're more than likely going to need to do this. Some teams, if you do it in a break, they're going to do this naturally anyway. Lots of teams will disconnect and check messages, things like that, because, you know, everybody's attached to their phone. That that can be uh, one way to go ahead and do it and change your channels. The other way right. is real simple. And if you're looking at the host software, you can just tap the router icon and you will see that you have a, a pop up that will basically list all the routers there and you can you can uh, assist. Now, if your router isn't updated with the, the, the most up to date firmware, that won't work for you. So what you need to do is go to your browser and type in the uh my uh what is it 192.168.226.1 the uh, that's the ip address 192.168.226.1 and that is your router what it's going to do is dial right in and show you everything that you need there is login information there but again all that's on the bottom of your router uh, i believe the username is root and the, the password is quizzing. I saved mine. I made sure to do two, that on my browser. Remember, remember, two Zs. Two Zs. Yeah, quizzing with two Zs. Uh, from there, you can make those changes and put your channel in between the cracks. And I'm going to give you an example of a situation that I had recently. I Last Thursday, it was a week ago, I had uh, I had used a backup router. Uh, I had one router that was, I was experiencing some issues with, and I went to go change the channel. And uh, ultimately, that route, I think this router's on its last leg. I think it's, it's gotten maybe zapped a bit uh, too much. It's years old. And uh, it's time for it to go. <laughs> and I, I have a backup router. So I took my backup router and connected it. And uh, I had a situation where last Thursday I was at my regular event. And if I call up my Wi-Fi analyzer and I look at it, it looks like a plate of spaghetti with all of these Wi-Fi uh, networks all over the place and there's some movement going on because some of them are on auto and they're changing up and I have found that for me in this one particular venue and it just so happens that this channel seems to work great everywhere else I go regularly though I have yep. had it give me issues in, in some unique spots so I've had to change it since I find that channel 8 works great for me in this right. one venue. So I switch over to channel eight and uh, I was using this backup router and I said, you know, I want to test it. I want to see, 
I want to see what's going on when it comes to this. Um, I want to see what's going on when it comes to, you know, the, the networks and, and what's happening. So I was in channel, I think either channel one or channel six, and I started my game. And right away, I got to the first picture question, and I could tell that there was going to be problems because I had some teams that would just drop out periodically, which you'll see, and you'll see more of when you get big numbers of attendees. You get 30 or 40 teams. They're going to drop off every once in a while. People are messing around with their phones. Right. Maybe they're only so invested in your game. Maybe you're only so invested entertaining and i've thought that myself <gasps> um so you'll you'll have some devices that'll drop out that'll happen but the issue the telltale sign is uh when pictures when you have to send pictures to a device you know during that process you'll see these pictures uh get sent and then you'll get a red icon or, or it just takes forever before they show up and that that is a telltale sign that you're dealing with wi-fi interference that I have found and simply changing over from that preset channel of one or six or 11 and switching over that router back to that channel that I've used in the past that works channel eight. It was like night and day. I could send those yeah. images and it would be fully updated and ready to rock. And there was no issues. Um, and I noticed immediately that there was a big difference. And it's one of those things that's not difficult to figure out, but for some reason it just baffles folks. And being on those better channels or figuring out, I should say, what is a better channel for you in that specific space is yep. it's it's a it's a lifesaver. It it really is. So I gotta say something about this. Since you already brought it up, you talked about how auto yep. these guys are getting auto. Big issue. Um I under some people will like, well, I save, I went and changed it to another channel, but now they're having issues again. Well, it doesn't mean that maybe that channel wasn't working. Change yeah. the channel again. But here's another thing to think about. You may fix it and it may work great for 10 minutes. Maybe something happens and then you're like, oh, it's happening again. Yeah. Go look at that. If you have a Wi-Fi analyzer, you can look again and go, oh, well, maybe since these all other networks are on auto. a um, on auto. They might have thought it was too cluttered, and they jumped too. So now they're in your channel. Yeah. So those things can help in as well. Yeah. Um, so just remember, just because you you did it right now, it fixed itself. It doesn't mean it does not change. Mm -hmm. And also, it may have worked fine for you for four years. Yeah. You've never had an issue. Now you're having an issue. So it it just it's the nature of the beast. Things are going to change. Mm -hmm. So don't go into it thinking, well, it was already working before. I shouldn't have to do anything. Because it's not how it works. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you gotta you gotta understand that things are gonna change over time, and that nothing is forever. Especially when we we're talking about technology. Especially when we're talking about wireless technology. You know, it's one of those things. There's going to be some growing pains when things change. So you just kind of have to nail it down. You know. Um, yep. I do want to go over some of the, the best practices that you can use to minimize the effects of Wi-Fi interference or how to how to set yourself up uh, when you're doing this, when you're when you're facilitating a game or entertaining, um, you know, to get the most out of your system. And one of those things, first and foremost, we've already mentioned is is powering and connecting your router to your device the right way. That is by far the number one thing you can you can do to get the best performance out of that system. Uh, some of the other things are router placement. Now, I I will say this all the time. I often just I have a little road case that I use for when I host trivia. I plug my router in. I put my router right behind my laptop. I do this knowing that is not the ideal place to put it. And I'm going to give you guys, I'm going to paint a picture of what the ideal place to put your router looks like. When your router is sending out signal or, or is opening up to signal, it, with the area that it is covering, it is like a light bulb with no shade on it. Like you have a lamp, okay? And that bulb just has light coming from every rich direction all the way around it to a certain point where eventually that light just drops off. Yeah. And, and if you take that light bulb and you put it in a corner of a room, that corner will be lit up bright as can be, and that, that light will go out to as far as it was going to go out, and then that's it. And you're going to have all that darkness in the corner directly across from it. 
and, and and to the sides, to the left and to the right. If you take that light bulb and you put it in the middle of the room and turn that lamp on, you'll have light that will cover as much of that room as it can possibly can be. I think you see where I'm going here. If you put your router or even you as a host, if you can set yourself up more in a central position in a room, you give yourself the best opportunity to be connected. And you know, some folks will think, well, I I need to be in this corner. This is where they've always had me set up. Well, if that's the case, maybe consider running one of these battery packs that we talked about and a long Ethernet cable out to the middle of the room. Or consider installing the router permanently with wiring that goes over to where you need to be set up. In fact, I just had a host reach out to me. I think it was a guy in Texas, as a matter of fact, and he does an outdoor venue and he he needs to do the same thing. And he said what he's going to do is run uh, speaker stands or lighting stands uh, out in a straight line out to where the router has to go. The router on the last speaker stand, the router will sit on top of that speaker stand and he's going to run the Ethernet cable out to it. Uh, with and I think he's doing power over Ethernet as well, and you guys can look on uh, Facebook groups uh, for that information. So he's just going to run that Ethernet cable over, almost like it's a telephone line, <laughs> going over these 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 stands that are set up. And I said, if that's the way you got to do it, then that's the way you got to do it, man. You know, I I mean that's I'm not gonna I'm definitely not not saying it's a a a, a good or a bad idea, but like this guy's getting it done. You know what I mean? Putting that router in that position is the best possible coverage that you can get. You know, I don't do it because I am a lazy piece of shit. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, anything like that is you just got to kind of get it out there. Like I've had people call in about, oh, I've got a huge room. I got all these people want to play. I'm on one corner of the room and and the one end of the building, 60 feet long. And or 70, 80 feet long, but people in the back are having a hard time. Where are you putting your router? Oh, right next to the laptop. Well, it only works as a circle. Yeah. It, it radiates out. So if you don't have a radiated out, like all the way out, it's not going to. How's it going to reach the people in the back? The same thing I said about the repeaters. I go, you can't expect the repeater. Yeah. To to repeat everything if it doesn't have anything to repeat. Yeah. Just because the repeater's there, it's got to be close enough to the router to even get that signal. Because when it's used in a repeater mode, it's 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 operating wirelessly. Keep that in mind. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's a really good point, Bill. So, I mean, there's little steps to look at. And, yes, mm-hmm. now we have other options for you. We have things like... We have the new uh, dual master yes. or, or triple master, whatever you want to run. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can um, we we can do it all for you. It's just you got to kind of l- learn what we have, and then adjust it from there to work in your situation and, and figure out what you really need too. Uh, I I have in the past spoken with hosts that have you know they they're like oh i've got a bunch of teams playing or you know i got to get coverage in these areas and i explained to him i'm like if you're using one single router you can connect as many teams as most mo- the 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 extreme vast majority of of hosts will have at their events you can connect them all on one single router and not have to worry about any other issues but if you are in a situation where you're using an indoor and outdoor space or maybe you're using multiple floors then yeah using an extender repeater or multiple master if that's the case may work for you will it take some work on your end absolutely it will Definitely. You're going to have to put a little bit of effort in to make it all kind of work. But it's all it's all walking into a room and saying, yep, I'm going to put a uh, with no experience in that room and thinking I'm going to throw an extender over here. I'm going to go and do this. Set yourself up and walk around with your phone and see what happens, how far away you can get before you, you lose that network. Correct. It's the only way to really understand what that room is like. You know, it's 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 totally true. Um, can a hundred percent? Can you 100%. think of any other like like other best practices to minimize Wi-Fi interference? Um, Wi-Fi interference. 
like I, you take anything for worst off, like you've already said. Yep. Take everything that you've you have and make sure you're out of the two point four ban. Yeah, I think that's step. That's number a one. big. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, and just placement. Don't place the router if if you can tell there's a router in the room from another from the bar or wherever you're at. Don't place yours right next to it. Yeah. Because that makes a huge difference on um like it, 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 anyways electronic devices are supposed to be like six feet apart so if yeah. you can't space them if you can't space them uh you have to figure out a way like that but for the most part it's the same thing we've told everyone's they want just make sure you're checking everything in different places uh put the hubs uh, in places that aren't going to be next to other issues yeah um there's nothing really more i can think of really at the moment yeah I think really the point that needs to be made at this point is that at one point or another, any host who's doing this routinely is going to run into the issue of Wi-Fi interference. Uh, it's not about if it happens to me. It's about when it happens to you because you, you'll you be changing establishments or you're going to update equipment that's in a current establishment or uh, you know, you're just going to run into this situation where, where maybe you update some of your gear unknowingly and use something that's going to sabotage your situation. So when it happens, the best ways to to again to go ahead and use this to sort of beat a dead horse is uh, change a channel first and foremost. If you're experiencing the type of Wi-Fi interference that what I would consider is like on the extreme level, where I've got a bunch of teams and everybody is just dropping out at one time. And I've seen that happen where it's like you lose a couple and then bang, everybody just disappears. Yeah. Uh, the vast majority of the time when you see that happening, uh, I have I have done everything to try to fix it. You know, changing channels. That can help potentially if it's a channel issue. If it's not and you're seeing a dropout like that, it's quite possible that something in the environment that you're in has powered up that was not there before and is kicking you off. This is where you'll see the broken microwave situation. Uh, the apartment from upstairs of the, of the restaurant that you're doing trivia, you know, they have a baby monitor that they just plugged into and now it's providing some kind of a situation. What is it that you do to handle it? The first, I'll, I'll walk through how I handle it, and then I want Bill to kind of walk through how he handles it. When you're dealing with this kind of a situation, usually what I do, you'll hear your players say, oh, my God, I just, I just dropped out. Oh, my God, as if it's like we're not aware. You know what I mean? Correct. As if we have no idea. I gen- First and foremost, assure everybody that it's okay. You know, assure everybody you've got it under control. You're going to fix it. And generally, when it's this kind of a situation, you're not getting to that next question. So don't worry about the scores. Don't worry about uh, the question you were on or anything. You'll get back to it. Close down the round. Then just say, I'm going to take a look into this, guys. Sit tight. We'll be right back. But be authoritative when you do it. Don't 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 make it sound like, you know, oh, shit, I don't know what's going on. Just explain to people, hey, guys, a little bit of Wi-Fi interference going on here. I'm going to try to figure it out, blah, 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 blah. And get to it. Put some music on. Okay? They'll mingle. They'll be okay for a little while. All right? At this point, what you want to do is start doing your homework. This is where you want to look at your Wi-Fi analyzer and see, okay, what am I looking at network-wise? All right, cool. Let me go ahead and... If, if, if it looks like a, a channel change might be what you need to do, try it. Then use your device to connect as a tester. Use your device to try to connect. Are you able to connect? Is it is booting you right off? Are you getting some mm-hmm. kind of a situ- uh, situation that you, you, you haven't uh, reached before? If you're in a situation and you can't now, oftentimes when I've had it happen to this severity, it's, it's more about it being a waiting game for it to pass. And that's what right. you, what generally, if it's something from from outside, that's what you're going to want to do. There was one game where I had uh, tested a wireless mic from Behringer, and it was super tiny, has like a USB plug receiver, and it does operate in 2.4 gigahertz. And I was testing it on a battery powered speaker just to see how this would work for like smaller outdoor backyard events. And the, my my estimation at the end of it was that is not going to work it is a a horrible idea because i plugged in that mic and i tried to do a game and it just 
pissed all over every connection I was trying to put together. Just interference like crazy. Nobody was able to stay connected for any amount of time. And it was, it, again, this was a, a 2.4 gigahertz device that did not have a Wi-Fi network. So it never showed up on my Wi-Fi analyzer. So what I ultimately did was I plugged in a power a, a, a wired microphone and did the rest of the game. After I unplugged and shut that wireless down, it was not a problem. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, you're going to know if you have a situation that's like this. you got to look around and figure it out. Um, I, I hate to say it. This is where your backup plans are a good thing. You might need to figure out what's the alternative. Are you going to hand out bingo cards and, and pens and say, here we go, guys. We're just going to play some bingo until this is done. Are you going to have a pen and paper uh, pen and paper game as a backup? That's fine. If your backup is, guys, I apologize. We have to cancel the game. Then that's a backup, too. You know? Like, that's okay. If you have to do that, that's fine. Maybe you're just going to play some music. Maybe you're going to have a scavenger hunt. Maybe you're going to figure something else out. But this is a good idea. But what you're trying to do in that window of time where people are sitting there waiting to reconnect, and they're going to be panicking and trying to reconnect on their own, ignore them. Keep a cool head, and then try to get your device to connect. You know? Do what you can to figure that out. And when you've reached the point where you have to make a decision on what's going to happen, then you just got to go for it and then and then go with what works for you. You know, um, I have found that that in my my past experience, like I said, a waiting game is generally what you're dealing with. You got to look at the amount of time that you're putting into it and then make a judgment call. But I have I have gone what, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes previously at college events where I was dealing with Wi-Fi interference that was a problem and I managed to keep everybody with me. I didn't have to go and do like magic tricks or anything or anything like that. Just pop in on the mic every once in a while and explain, hey, guys, I'll be right with you as soon as we're able to get through this. We will. And we did. And I kept the entire crowd of 300 people with no issues. It's just a matter. And then, you know, do yourself a favor. After you do this, if you make it through the end of the game, You'll earn a lot of points if you go through and you speak with the people that are playing your game and say, hey, I appreciate you guys dealing with technical issues. You know, I mean, wireless technology, this is what we're working with. But again, keep cool. Don't freak out. <laughs> that, I think, is the most important thing. Bill, what yeah. would you say in your experiences when you've had to deal with it? Do you bring something different to the table? Um, so this is how I deal with it on a daily basis and when I do these games. Um, it is mostly, I always, like I've already said, I check. First thing I always look at is when a team is having an issue. Yes. I click on their team name and I check multiple things. First, I make sure I look at their dot to see if it's going from red, yellow, black or whatever. Mm -hmm. Then I click their team name and I find out where they are. I have them tell me where they are. If I don't know where they are, then I click on their team name and look at what router they're on. So and to most of my games, I use a repeater, uh, just because they're long, big rooms. So, like, if the person is up close to me and then I click on their team and they're on the router in the back of the room, I go, well, why are you on that router? It actually literally says back of room. So use the front one. So yeah. that normally, that can change it. Uh, that's the first thing I have them do. I had them change that um, data. Check that. But if, And that's why I like the red, the red dots because if everyone's starting to do it, it's telling me I should probably check a channel. So I check channel. And traditionally, I can find out that, hey, oh, yeah, we're being flooded right here, so I'll jump channels. Yeah. Um, and I just do it fast and as fast as possible. I also, if I get a team that is just constantly having issues and I'm constantly having to pause for them because either it's their device or whatever, this is why I have some extra tablets on hand. And I just go, here, I don't have time to fight this all night long. We'll yeah. figure it out later. And then continue because – the rest of the teams are getting annoyed with it just as well as you are getting annoyed with it. So, so yeah, it's mostly the same thing that we've said. It's just keep going, keep trying, figure out what's going on, test the channels, see what's happening. Uh, the Wi-Fi analyzer is a huge thing, even though it doesn't show you everything, but it can kind of tell you if there's a major draw on that one channel. Yeah, exactly. Um. And yeah, changing, 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 change. Uh, it, it just change one thing at a time, as yeah. I said before. Exactly. One thing at a time. Uh, and update and close apps. That's another huge one. When teams are having an issue, um, 
staying connected, I go, sometimes just closing the app and making sure you close a few more apps or things on the phone is a major thing to change the way that the, the app reacts to everything. Yeah, I agree. Cl cl closing it and going, oh, just here, close it once. Because sometimes it's the same thing when someone comes up to go, hey, oh, it's not connecting right now. Well, did you try to connect to the software a bunch of times when you weren't on my network? Did it say something like no host found? They go, yeah. I go, sometimes it's just easier when you get that multiple times, close the app and then reconnect because now it's like it's given up. Yeah, exactly. Stop trying to do it. Yeah. So now close it, reopen it, and then most of the time it's like, oh, oh, look at that. I'm back in. I feel like the IT guys on the IT show. Well, did you turn it off and back on again? Or There's something to be said about that because you do. You need to make a, a new connection. You know, yeah. and and that's why you know the the first thing that that you're going to notice is you know when you have teams dropping off, when you you know the Wi-Fi interference is back, or let's say you had to change channels, telling your your players, hey, you might need to close your app and reopen it. You know, start it fresh. You know, and the reason why I started this by saying, don't worry about the scores and don't worry about about the questions. It, getting back to the question is easy. Reload the round and skip ahead till you get to the right question and then go for it. Or if you've lost, I had a time recently where I had just some random Wi-Fi interference that had gone on and I had to abandon a buzz in round. By the time I got things figured out and sorted on my end, I went and I, um, I, I basically I went to the next round. You know, because it was a time issue that we we needed to be done by a certain time. So I said, okay, too much time has passed, guys. I apologize. I just went forward. You can apologize for technical difficulties and things like that. The the key thing is to not like panic. Yeah, don't let them see you sweat. Yeah, it's your game. Run the show. Keep in control. Once you start letting them uh, see that you're freaking out, or you start letting them yeah. run you. It's no longer your show. And as far as how to maintain your role as a host, be the host. You know, uh, make sure that you you give people information about what's going on, you know, and they don't need to know every detail. You don't have to be on the mic saying, I'm switching to channel seven. They don't care. You know, yep. um, that's for you <laughs> and for us. If you're calling us, Um what you want to try to make sure to do is to handle the situation, keep a calm, cool head. And, you know, like I said, sometimes that might mean that you throw something else out there and you say, hey, the first one up to me with a out of state driver's license will get X amount of points. OK, great. And then keep that going. Sometimes some of those games are better when you have an assistant. You know, you can have yeah. them kind of like do something, you know, you can play uh, some other type of a game, you know, with your guests, um, you know, like a survey of sorts or something like that, just to kind of keep them enthused. Sometimes it might just be putting on some music, you know, if, if, if that generally works for you and you're the only one that's able to do that, but maintain your role as a host. Ideally, what you want to avoid is just dead air among, among right. everything else if you can avoid it so this is also where it's a great idea if you you know have some music on your phone or something that you can play to plug into your mixer if you have to do a reboot of your laptop so that way you don't drop any music at all i've had to do that in the past and it's the worst <laughs> yeah you know it's better if you can just have music coming from another device while you do a reboot if that's in fact what you need to do um you know, I mean, aside from that, it's just it's be the host, be, you know, a, a source of information and guidance and make a decision. Don't let your players whine and influence you, because if they if, if that's what happens, then they're going to walk all over you for the next quiz and forever on. Correct. And you that's, know? Well, it goes to everything. Yeah. The, the, the whole point of the game is you're the host. Don't let them walk over you at all. Because they'll walk over you on everything else the rest of the game. Yeah, it'll never Questions. ever stop. And and then when you start bending over to them, they're just like, oh, he'll do whatever they'll, him or her or whoever will do whatever whatever we say. Do whatever we want so, us to do. And and I've said the same thing. People argue about questions, and then like, there's literally other. They'll argue about the answer to one question, yeah. and it's like there's literally other points in this question that prove where we were going yep. and your answer is wrong yeah. so like yeah no matter what you say yeah. i don't have to agree with you all the time it's true and 90 percent of the time um they may just argue with you and they think they're right and then yep oh yeah i'm not right never mind 
So uh, the final thing that we want to get to as far as the, uh, you know, Wi-Fi interference and everything has to do with the timeliness of reporting issues. Um, if you're a, uh, a, a multi-op and you have hosts that are working for you and you're finding out about this situation after the fact, inform your host that that is the kind of situation you want them to reach out to us while they're at the, the, the facility, if that's the case, just so this way we can verify if it's Wi-Fi interference or, or not, because some of the things that we might aid them to do to, to, to check or see if they're able to fix it uh, or, or what's going on to identify it, it's environmental. So we need them in that place. Calling us the right. next day after the fact, we all we can really do at that point is speculate. And if you're not able to do it at that time uh, or, you know, the situation doesn't warrant where something you're able to make it happen we'll schedule a slot where you can be back at that location and test it it's happened before where we've had tricky rooms with hosts that are just like oh well, this happened and we'll explain all we can really do is speculate but let's get you back set up there and then give us a call show up there an hour beforehand and we'll walk through it and just make sure everything's able to connect and try and figure this out and and Correct. when you're dealing with these environmental type issues like that is really 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 important you know you got to be able to figure all that stuff out yeah i mean i yeah. we've said it i can't fix it yeah i can't fix an issue yeah that happened 4 days ago and now no one remembers what was going on exactly that's the biggest issue. You know, it's we need the information in order to be able to help you guys out. So timeliness of it is definitely huge. You know, if you're doing business where you're hiring hosts out to go and do these events and then you're calling us after the fact, you know, you part of you being the boss is maybe you go out there and then check this yourself, you know, Correct. and make sure like, oh, oh, I'm experiencing the same thing. Even if you're doing so with different equipment. Even if you're going there with your laptop and another router, if it's environmental, it's going to affect you, you know? If it's not, yeah. that tells us something, and it tells us what we can kind of work on. So yeah, you can, that's how scientific method works. Yep, exactly. We'll figure out some ideas and go, oh, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's where we talk about Wi-Fi interference, guys. I hope that we're able to kind of demystify it uh, and also, like, make you understand that it is a real issue, and it's something that you just need to be prepared for and, and learn how to deal with it. Um, you know, it's it's nothing. I mean, this technology is growing and changing constantly, and it's evolving. And you know, it's a, it's it's one of these situations where it's a world we have to learn how to live in. So we hope we've given you some tools and a little bit of thought to kind of put all this stuff in order. Bill, do you have anything you want to say before we we wrap things up? I think I'm good for today. I love it. This is fantastic. We're ready to go. All right, guys, you have yourself a good one. We'll see you in a couple weeks here on the 10 Second Podcast. Uh, be well, good luck, and we will see you soon. Have a good one. Mm -hmm.